One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Down the block, Andrew Gunn. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle has won. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. We don't very often do this, but we thought we'd just jump behind the mic uh, to give our live reaction to uh, that Thursday night game, 53-6 to to the Parramatta Eels. Good God. What is going on in this competition with the Brisbane Broncos? They are just in absolute freefall at the moment. I cannot believe how this season has played out for them. To think about how far they came since last year, and then the last few weeks, it has just been an absolute fucking disaster. I honestly cannot believe how poor they have been. Um, they lost round 21 to the Roosters, 34-16. to 16. Round 22, 28-10 over the Newcastle Knights last week, 60-12, to 12, and then 53-6. to 6. So they've conceded... You know, 100 and what is it? 103 points, 113 points over the last two weeks. They beat the Newcastle Knights, but it was far from convincing. The Roosters sort of gave it to them a couple of weeks ago. Um, yeah, I don't know what on earth to say about the Brisbane Broncos at the moment. They uh, Five weeks ago, they beat Parramatta 36 to 14 at home. Fifth, sorry, uh, d- d- down in Sydney. Then they come back home and 53 to 6. It is unbelievable. Um, you know, their only win out of the last four was against the Newcastle Knights. They weren't overly impressive in that one, let's be perfectly honest here. They were kind of lucky that the Newcastle Knights are an absolute basket case. Um, it's It's been incredible. <laughs> I cannot believe. And, you know, even the game against the Brisbane Broncos, against the Sydney Roosters, I think they scored two tries in the last 20 minutes or so to sort of bring it a little bit closer. They still lost uh, by a fair whack there. So... I do not know what to make of the Broncos. And I know I've said it a few times on the podcast, but I keep going back to, honestly, about five weeks ago. I can't remember who they beat, but whoever they beat, I sat and then I went, you know what, I'm not overly impressed. This is who the Brisbane Broncos are. We know who they are. They're going to be consistent. They're going to just keep providing good, solid games. They might not win them all, but they won't ever play too poorly. And then it has just backflipped over the last few weeks. They are in absolute free fall at the moment, Brisbane. And the question's got to be asked, 
are they going to play finals footy this year? I mean, you look at their for and against, they're actually one point worse than the Canberra Raiders. Now, when I looked at it this afternoon, they were 50 points in front of the Raiders. The Raiders haven't even fucking played yet. If the Raiders do manage to win this game against the Manly Seagulls, it's only going to lessen that blow as well. So the for and against buffer they had is completely out the fucking window. Um, They need the Raiders to lose this game this week. But, I mean, the Raiders now only have to win one of their next two games. And, mate, I'm telling you right now, the the Broncos go down to Oki Jubilee next week to play the Dragons. I mean, I'm not sure if they're going to win that one. And if the Raiders do win one of their next two games, they'll be on equal points. And they've already sort of wrangled in the for and against. Now, if the Manly Seagulls do lose this week, that'll obviously change it. But, Jesus, I cannot believe how quickly it's turned. And I'll tell you what, if I'm the Canberra Raiders, I'm taking on the Manly Seagulls, who themselves are in a basket case. And you can tell that they've just got their eyes on Mad Monday. It's down in Canberra. I'm going to back the Raiders to win that one. Mate, I mean, the, the, the Brisbane Broncos, if the Raiders win this weekend, they'll be out of the top eight this week. Don't worry about fucking next week. They'll be out of it this week. Which is just crazy. If this team manages to miss the top eight off the back of the the vast improvement they've shown this year, it's going to be catastrophic for them. And look, I you know, as a whole, it's an improvement on last year. Yeah, one hundred percent. But being not a bottom four team, that goal went out the fucking window halfway through this season. For me, right now, based on the form the Broncos showed in the first ten to fifteen weeks. I think it is a huge letdown for them not to be in the top six. They might not be in the top eight. It is crazy. And look, last night, shit went against the Brisbane Broncos. There's no doubt about that. Adam Reynolds, Tom Flegler, Branko Lee, down to 14 players. Very, very tough. Yeah, I understand that. But I'm sorry, Parramatta were all over them from the start, in my opinion. That never really looked like the Broncos were going to manage to win that one. The Parramatta Eels were just running a mark. Adam Reynolds was a huge loss. There's no doubt about it. Uh, but Adam Reynolds wouldn't have changed the pathetic defense that they put up. And you know, I, I said it last week, the Broncos, the most alarming thing to me was that they they ran out against the Melbourne Storm, they got punched in the face, and everyone sort of went, oh, shit, you know, what's what's happened here, blah, blah, blah. They go into halftime, and Kevin Walters, you know, that was his opportunity to turn this ship around and inspire these boys to turn it around at home. They came out in the second half, they got fucking worse. Now, they had a whole entire week to prepare for this game against the Parramatta Eels. You know what Parramatta are going to throw at you. Their forwards are going to be strong. Their halves are going to be creating out on the edges. They're going to offload the footy. You need to stop their offloads. And they just let them run amok. And, you know, we went in at halftime. It was 31-6. to six. I mean, they had a whole week to prepare for this game after having their pants pulled down and embarrassed last week. And they go in at halftime 31-6 to fucking six against one of the other most inconsistent sides in the competition. I mean, this is this is dire straits for Brisbane at the moment. I can't tell you how disappointed and shocked I am with how this season has played out. And, you know, people will say, oh, yeah, this is the team they've been for two years. They suck their shit, whatever. I'm sorry, if, if you watched football for the first 15 weeks this season, this isn't who they became. This isn't the, the Brisbane Broncos that arrived in 2022. All of a sudden, they've just been completely flushed. And you know what? If they do manage to get up for the Dragons next week, I've got to tell you, I don't give a fuck. They're going out week one in the finals. They're done. They are done and dusted. I'll tell you what, it boosts the value of Pat Carrigan unbelievably. Payne Haas is doing everything he possibly can out there for the Broncos. I think he played 75, 80 minutes straight. I assume he would have played 80 minutes considering their injuries. But the amount of work that he got through was unbelievable. Payne Haas, 80 minutes in the front row. Had 13 hit-ups, 105 metres. Probably not his best stats night, to be completely honest with you. 
But fuck, he came up with some big efforts. You go and have a look in the first half. The tries that Parramatta scored, I think it was the Opachik one, and then the Mitch Moses one. On both of those occasions, who's the last player there to make contact? Payne Haas. You watch the effort of Payne Haas on the Mitch Moses try that he scores, where they go down the right edge to... Forget the the winger on that edge. Uh, they go down that 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 right side. Wonga Blake, sorry. They go down that edge, and he throws it back into Mitch Moses. You watch the effort of Payne Haas, and compare that to the effort of Corey Jensen, who sort of gave up on the inside. He could have played a barrier between those two players. He sort of gives up on it. You see Payne Haas still sprinting back once again, a position that he shouldn't have been in, a position that any front rower shouldn't be in. But he just he just goes the extra lift constantly, Payne Haas. But it's not enough in this team. And Pat Carrigan, he's been a huge loss. And this is where the communication and the leadership skills of Pat Carrigan have been crucial. Um, oh, it's fucking crazy. I can't believe how poorly they've gone. And, you know, I'm sitting here going, you know what? I think they probably will miss the top eight. I, I thought they'd be there. I thought the Raiders were at long odds. But, Jesus, when you're conceding 53 points and you're 10 days out from playing finals footy or 15 days out from playing finals footy, whatever it is, you don't deserve to play finals. I don't think the Broncos deserve to play finals based on what they are putting out at the moment. Yes, a couple of injuries and whatnot in the lead-up to this game, missing a few, but, I mean, they came into this side with Katoni Staggs, Corey Oates, Branker Lee, Premiership winner, Ezra Mam has been playing great this season. Still got Tom Flegler, still got Payne Haas. Now, granted, Tom Flegler got, got injured. He left the game in the 25th minute, but they were getting dominated before that. Kurt Cable, Jordan Ricky, I mean, fuck, it's just, it's tough. And I, I understand you can lean back on, you know, the early injuries, Kobe Hetherington, Adam Reynolds, but you can't tell me that the Brisbane Broncos showed up tonight with an attitude to win compared to what Parramatta showed up with. Yes, you can lean on the injuries if you want as excuses, that's fine. They were never going to win that game of football once they ran out. The Parramatta Eels, they were on, they were absolutely giving it to them. And I think for a lot of Broncos fans, the, the, the excuse of the players that were out and got injured, I can understand it, but I'm not really accepting it. I thought they were the second-best team on the field even before all that happened. So Brisbane, very, very disappointing. Parramatta, on the other hand, and it's hard to compliment the Parramatta Eels because Brisbane was so awful, but... Fuck, there's no denying that what their halves are doing at the moment is incredible. We spoke about it last week on Bloke in a Bar. Like, the plays that they're coming up with, Dylan Brown and Mitch Moses, and, you know, there's a couple of big highlight plays, but just their patience... The patience they're playing with at the moment is incredible. It is so far beyond the years of both of these guys. And I know Mitch Moses isn't a young guy anymore. I understand that. But, I mean, he's not. He's 27 years old, so he should sort of be coming into his prime here. But you'll see 28, 29, 30. That Mitch Moses is going to be a scary footballer. But just the patience that he's playing with, especially Dylan Brown, who's so much younger. Dylan Brown, what is he, 22, 23 years old? Still quite young. 22 years old, Dylan Brown. I mean... He's got so much more to offer, but he's just playing patiently. That's what I love. Both these guys have been confidence players their entire career. Confidence is sky high at the moment, but sometimes when your confidence is sky high, you can overplay your hand, look for the big play. I feel like they're not. They are happy. Dylan Brown, the amount of times he is happy when he can sense something he's on, just to lay a platform and then get the ball and swing it straight back to Mitch Moses on that edge so they can take advantage of it. Fuck, I'm impressed with these halves at the moment. I really do hope. People think I hate Parramatta. That's complete and utter bullshit. I don't hate Parramatta. I just don't think they can win a comp this year. But I really do hope that these halves and Gutho and Reed Marnie play like they have the last few weeks come finals footy. I really do because, fuck, I would love to see Moses and Dylan Brown win a premiership. I think it would be fucking sensational. It would shut everyone up that doubts them, myself included. I don't doubt these halves. I doubt this team in general. 
But fuck, it would be unreal to see. And I really do hope that they bring this current form into finals because we've seen this before. Regular season Parramatta Eels, they look like action men. They're unreal. We get to finals and they just can't quite get it done. They're there and thereabouts, no doubting it. But they have to be able to take that next step eventually, which is what I've been saying since round two this year, that I don't think they can win a comp. I don't care what they do in the regular season. But I care what they do in the finals, which is all that fucking matters to me because I know they'll be good in the regular season. Tonight, they have been once again. They were incredibly impressive, though. I thought the middles were sensational. Uh, Junior Bolo, his best game in a while. Campbell Gillard was great as well. Papali'i and Sean Lane, they are unbelievable at the moment. I'll tell you, I really don't think it's that wild to suggest Sean Lane might get a feature in this Kangaroos World Cup squad. If they pick solely off form and the different body shape that he's got and everything, I think he has to be considered... I, I think he's been the best Parramatta Eels player this year. I know Dylan Brown right up there. I'd have him probably top three with Sean Lane. But if you told me Dylan Brown was the best, I probably wouldn't push back on you too heavily. But if you told me Sean Lane was, I wouldn't argue with you at all. I think he's been incredible over the last few weeks. Didn't score a try tonight, but 13 runs for 153 metres. He had one line break, one line break assist, one try assist. He is just getting through so much work at the moment, Sean Lane. Four offloads. Four offloads for Sean Lane. He is absolutely killing it at the moment. 13 fucking tackle breaks for Sean Lane. 13. He is killing it. He's on fire. And him and Dylan Brown, that combo they've got, I think it's fair to say that they're probably in the NRL right now. They are the best, you know, half to back rower uh, combination in rugby league. What they're doing is unbelievable. I hope Parramatta can carry this through to the finals. I cannot wait to see Parramatta versus the Melbourne Storm next week. Won't really tell me much, to be perfectly honest with you, because I know that Parramatta, they can win these games, but then it doesn't mean anything in finals. But just from a football point of view, I cannot wait to see this game next week. Parramatta Eels versus the Melbourne Storm. Hopefully the Storm get through tonight's game unscathed against the Sydney Roosters and we get to see both of these squads go head to head that's the other thing about Parramatta you look through their team right now they're essentially full strength there's no one that they're really missing you've got Matto back playing good footy um, I, like this is Parramatta at their very best I don't think they're missing anyone off the bench off the top of the dome I think this will pretty much be how their bench plays I think they might bring Cardi into the side as we move forward but this Parramatta 1-13 to is definitely the best side they can put out there and I think they're going to be a real handful come finals time hopefully they can take that next step and really contend for a premiership this year instead of just featuring in the finals we'll see how it plays out but no doubt about it last night was or tonight was a very very good sign of the Parramatta Eels heading in the right direction I love the way the halves are playing I love the game that Gutho had it as well two tries just go through his stats two tries one line break one line break assist two tries assist five tackle breaks Six offloads. He was everywhere. Gutho had a hand in so many of their things. If you had him in Supercoach, you've absolutely brained it this week. You've probably already won your head-to-head if you had him. Uh, very, very impressive by the Parramatta Eels. I want to see them play next week against the Melbourne Storm. I'm going to really look forward to that one. And then the week after that, well, as it always goes, the Parramatta Eels, their season begins. doesn't matter what they've done over the last 25 weeks. comes down to those four weeks of finals. They might have a home final. I doubt they probably will. I think they will have uh, probably a home final as in a sudden death game. I don't think they'll be in the top four. So I think they will have a home final. It'll be a sudden death game. They'll be inviting someone to Combank Stadium, which will be a huge, huge test. I would suggest it'll probably be the Canberra Raiders or the Brisbane Broncos at the moment. I'm leaning towards the Canberra Raiders. So Parramatta versus Canberra, probably week one is my little tip there. So it's going to be interesting. That's a game they can definitely win. And then hopefully the Parramatta Eels, for you Parramatta fans out there, hopefully they can collect some real momentum after that and then give this competition a real shake.
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.